Hi, this is Rick Thompson, the pastor at Living Water Community Church. This is our podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message builds your faith and blesses you. Please enjoy it. Good morning, church family. Um, I've got a few more jokes for you this morning. I'm, I'm Rick Thompson. I'm coming to you from a nice and beautiful remote location, and, and I'm grateful to the Lord for all that he's doing in our lives. Amen? Okay, here goes. What do you call it when a Wookiee gets to play the guitar alone on stage? A hand solo. All right. What do you call the website Chewbacca started that gives out empire secrets? Wookie leaks. <laughs> All right, come on. Two droids were talking. One says to the other, did you beat the Wookiee at Dejarik? And the other says, yes, but it cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> Listen, you, you've got to be a fan of Star Wars to know what I'm talking about and to get the jokes. So I'm trying to think of a good joke about Star Wars, but they all seem too forced. <laughs> anyway, again, my name is Rick Thompson. I want to welcome you, friends and family, uh, to our, our end of the year summer series. Um, well, and, and it is called Star Wars May His Force be with you. And indeed, we know that his force is with us. If you jumped into last week's message, um, because it affirmed the fact that God's, uh, God's force is with us in several ways. And if you missed last week's message, go back and, and look it over, okay? Um, last week, we focused on the force of hope that only he could provide. Hope for our resources, hope for our nation, and hope for our future. In Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? By the way, whenever I make a point that you agree with, say amen. All right, put it in the, put it in the, uh, in the comments. Uh, participate in what's happening today. Well, this morning we're going to turn the corner and, we, and we're going to focus on God's force um, not just, not just for hope, but his force for protection to those who belong to him. And, um, the things that we should be doing and the things that we shouldn't be doing if we're going to walk in that protection that he so promises. The title of this morning's message is Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, but God flips the script. <laughs> You're going to love this one. Now, how many of you know that God has a way of flipping the script, especially on the enemies of God's people? Turning the devil's attacks um, into our greatest victories if we allow him in our lives. The Bible is full of stories just like that. There's, there's the story of Joseph and his brothers. You remember his brothers became jealous of, of Joseph and his dreams and the relationship that he had with their dad. And so they sold him off into slavery. And Joseph, because God was with him, literally went from the outhouse to the White House, second in command of all, Egypt. And a great drought came on the land, and 
which also affected the children of Israel, which brought them to, to Joseph in need of food. And when they realized that this was their brother that they sold off in the slavery 17 years earlier, they were afraid. And rightly so. But remember Joseph's response? Uh, what you meant for evil, God meant for, my, for, for good. Not just for his good, but for their good as well. God flipped the script in his case. There's also Elisha and his servant who were surrounded by their enemies in 2 Kings. And apparently all was lost. They'd come to capture or kill him. And the servant was beside himself. He says, oh my, what are we going to do? In so many words, and Elisha declaring, don't worry. He said, there are more with us than with them. There are more with us than with them. That reminds me of that Michael Smith song, I'm gonna, he's going to fight our battles. It may look like we're surrounded, but I'm surrounded by him. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen? I know there's things going on in the world today that, that feels like we're being surrounded by troubles and trials. But the good news is God has the ability to flip the script. There's more with us than with our enemy. And, of course, there's Esther. Remember the story of Esther? brought to power for such a time as now uh, of Jewish descent when the people in the kingdom, like Haman, were trying to destroy the Jewish people and destroy Mordecai, Esther's cousin. And what happened at the end of that story, uh, Haman ended up on the same gallows that he prepared for Mordecai. God flipped the script. We serve a God that has the ability to... The, to stack the deck in our favor. Can I get an amen? Come on, church. Someone told me that one time um, in the Bible, she advised, he said, Pastor Rick, she said, don't, don't dig a pit. Don't dig a pit because you just might end up in it. And that's exactly what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 27. He who, he who digs a pit will fall into it. Or he who sets a trap for someone else is going to get caught in that same trap. Folks, I'm talking to someone out there today. Don't, don't dig pits and don't set traps. Put things in God's hands because we serve a God that has the ability to flip the script in our favor. Now, here's a great scripture for all of us to know and to memorize. It's good news for the Christ follower in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's a great one. Someone say his purpose. Say it again, his purpose. Yes, God's got a plan and he's got a purpose for our lives. Uh, he knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. And with that plan, it certainly comes with protection. God knows how to protect that which belongs to him. But it will take cooperation in our plan. Cooperation with what? Cooperation with his plan, with what he's doing in the world and in our lives. You see, just like in Star Wars, the saga, Luke, the, the, the main character, he needs a uh, a teacher, because he's in training. Matter of fact, the word they use is Padawan, a Padawan. A Padawan is a, is a learner or a apprentice. 
And in many ways, we're all learners. We're all apprentices. And we all need someone to, to teach us and to guide us. Well, in his case, enter stage left is this small yet powerful little green Jedi called Yoda. And he may be small in stature, but he's packing a punch. He's, he is a Jedi knight. And, and, and Yoda had a few things to say to Luke that absolutely correlate perfectly with what the Bible teaches us to do if, if we're going to have his force of protection in our lives as well. Anybody interested? Great. Stay tuned in. In fact, share this and, and start telling your friends to tune into this message today. I believe it's a word that's going to help to encourage you and to change your life. One of the first things that Yoda tells young, young Luke is, a matter of fact, just look at this clip really quick. No, no different, only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. Now, what did he say? He said, you must unlearn what you have learned. You must unlearn what you have learned. In other words, and this is your first fill-in, you've got to be willing to dump the junk. Did you hear me this morning? You've got to be willing to let go of the nonsense that you've been taught or been pumped into you through this world system. Folks, if we want the force of God's protection in our lives on the daily we're going to have to unlearn some things that the world has been force-feeding us over the years. Things like their version of the truth. Things like morals and basic gender. Things, things about our origin. Folks, even though they're teaching this as evolution as, as truth, when it's just a theory, we did not evolve from monkeys. Did you hear me? You did not evolve from monkeys. The Bible says we were created in the image and the likeness of God. That's why I love that story in the Gospels where they're basically trying to trap Jesus. They're always trying to trap Jesus. And they walked up to him and says, is it lawful for us to pay taxes to, to Caesar? And they said that because they were hoping he would say yes and thereby saying, see, he's not for us. He's for those who are oppressing us. Or he would say no. And then they would say, oh, look, he's trying to raise up a, 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 an insurrection against the government. It was a trap. And Jesus knew it was a trap. And so he tells them, come, get, give me a, a coin. And when they handed him a coin, he holds up the coin and he says, whose inscription is on that? Who, whose image is on this coin? And they correctly responded. They said, it's, well, it's Caesar. And listen to Jesus' response. He said, then render to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. Give to Caesar what belongs to him. It's his image. Give it to him. But he didn't stop there. He said, but render to God what belongs to God. Give back to God what belongs to God. Folks, what belongs to God? That which was created in his image. Who was created in his image? That's you and me. God wants you back. God wants you back. Amen. And so we've got to unlearn some of the things that we've been learning moving forward so that we can position ourselves to, to be under the protection of what God wants in our lives. 
the umbrella of his love so that we don't come out from under that umbrella and suffer the consequences. Romans 12, chapter 2, we all know it, but this is what it says. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. And how does he do that? By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How does God change us into a new person? He, he transforms the way we think. He allow, we allow him to change our minds. We allow him to dump the junk. And the result is that we will learn his good and pleasing and perfect will. Who doesn't want to know God's good and pleasing and perfect will? I mean, I do, and you should as well. And if you want to know it, you've got to be willing to let go of some nonsense that you've been taught and ask the Lord to help you to identify what that nonsense is, what that junk is, the things that I have adapted into my life that I am now rationalizing and justifying um, as, you know, just a, a choice when God clearly says it's wrong or it's a sin. Now, that's a serious place to be, getting serious with God. And that's a serious prayer to make. Uh, David made it. He wasn't a perfect person, but he was called a man after God's own heart because even when he messed up, he continued to pursue the Father. But this is what he said in Psalm chapter 139, verse 23. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Watch this, verse 24. Matter of fact, you can say it with me. Point out anything in me that does what? That offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Listen, listen. <laughs> you don't want to sit there and waste time uh, with your relationship with the Lord, you want to get to, to the point of what God is wanting to do in our lives. And that means I don't want to argue with God. I don't want to offend God. David got to the place where he said, Lord, just go ahead and point out anything in me that offends you. Point out anything in me that is not where I should be in my thinking, in my behavior, in my attitude. Now, folks, I think that's a great uh, prayer. I think that's a great exercise. Matter of fact, why don't we just take a moment right now and, and just ask him, Lord, is there anything in me right now that offends you? Point it out to me so that I can stay on the path of everlasting life. Amen. Now, let's take a look at the rest of that clip of what Yoda said. T pay attention to what he just said. Always with you, what cannot be done. Do you nothing that I say? Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Did you catch that? Yoda said, do or do not. There is no try. In other words, and this brings us to our second point, stop 
being wishy-washy. Make a commitment and stick with it. Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. He says, just say a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. Look at me just for a moment. That's one of the many problems of the people today. People's yes aren't yes. Their yes is yes if I feel like it today. Are you going to church or will you be tuning in to the message on Sunday? Oh, yes, Pastor Rick, if I don't stay up too late partying or watching Netflix all night long. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'll give if I don't, you know, see a new dress that I like or some purchase that I want to make, a boat or a new pair of sneakers. Yes, uh, I'll serve you, Lord, if what you ask me to do doesn't make me feel too bad in any way, doesn't take up too much of my time, and and the place where you're sending me, of course, has to have air conditioning. Of course it has to have air conditioning. And if it doesn't, you know, cost me too much in the process. But of course, yes. Now, we need to get to that place where we need to make a commitment. God says, I want you to commit to to, to, to giving of your resources. And some of you are like, what? Uh, Pastor Rick, that's, that's a bridge too far. I may need this, this money to replace my 55-inch TV with a 75-inch. Come on, somebody. There's, there's a sale on Pastor Rick. And we rationalize and we justify. But our yes isn't yes. It's yes, maybe, or yes, if I feel like it. Yes, God, I'm all in. As long as the pastor ends his message in an hour, because there's a football game, there's a, I want to go fishing, there's something I want to do. And it's even better now because you don't even have to physically show up to church. In, in the past, I, I, I'm watching my clock while, you know, while the pastor is preaching and saying, please, pastor, and, you know, land the plane. But today the commitment is, I don't even have to do that. I'll watch for, uh, five minutes on YouTube or Facebook, and I will just show my lack of commitment by just going and doing something else. Listen to me, friends. Stop being wishy-washy with your commitment. Jesus said, let your yes be yes, and your no be no. James 1, 5 through 8 points out this dilemma. He says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Did you hear what I said? A person with divided loyalties is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. They are wishy-washy Christians. Luke, in the same way, said in that scene, to Yoda, he says, I can't believe it. 
And Yoda's response was, that is why you fail. And friends, that's exactly the problem that many of us are having uh, with our walk with the Lord and succeeding. We lack commitment. We lack faith. And we end up failing down the road. If you want the force of God's protection to stay in your life, come hell or high water, don't try, do, and make a commitment and stick with it. Can I get an amen? Okay, let's listen to what else Yoda had to say to young Luke the Padawan. strength flows from the force but beware of the dark side anger fear aggression the dark side of the force are they easily they flow quick to join you in a fight if once you start down the dark path forever will it dominate your destiny consume you it will as it did obi-wan's apprentice vader is the dark side stronger no no finally did you catch what he just said? He said, the Jedi's strength flows from the Force. Beware of the dark side. Folks, that's the battle between good and evil that George Lucas imagined. And many people think that he got his inspiration from the Bible, that cosmic battle that we, that we all find ourselves in. This is what the Apostle Paul said concerning that battle and concerning... Uh, the attacks that many of us come under um, in, in these evil days. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, he says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities. Listen, of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And then after the battle, you will, you will still be standing firm. Folks, if you want to know how to, to fight and to win and to walk in the protection of God's uh, uh, force that he has for us. Twice in this scripture, it tells us that we need to put on the, the armor of God. Armor up. That's your last fill in. Armor up. And it's our responsibility to put the, the armor, uh, the, the, the spiritual armor that God has supplied. And he tells us what that armor looks like. For, verse 14. He says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Lies will never set you free. Deceptions will never set you free. It'll only bind you up and, 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 and keep you, you know, caught up in the things that the enemy wants for you. The Bible wants you to walk in truth so that you can walk in freedom. It goes on to say with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Righteousness means, um, 
after the blood of Jesus comes on our lives, he makes us right. But there's also uh, an expectation for us to live right, right living. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. That's the gospel of good news, that, that peace with God and the peace of God that he promises to all of his, all of his uh, children. Verse 16, in addition to all this, take up what it says. It says, take up the shield of faith, which with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. The enemy is constantly throwing um, things at us, th things of doubt and things to, to try to get us off the path, uh, temptations to get us off the path of what God wants for us. But we can take up that mighty shield of faith. And it, the Bible says it's able to extinguish all the fiery darts of the enemy. Verse 17, important, take on the helmet of salvation. And, 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 and the helmet goes over the head. And that's what we're talking about, that stinking thinking that we mentioned at the beginning of this message. Um, you know, God wants to save us, but he also, the way he gets us into the path that he wants us for, uh, that he wants for us, is by changing the way we think. And then lastly, he says, and the sword of the spirit, <laughs> which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's the lightsaber. That's the offensive and defensive weapon that God has given us. We've got to get into the word. When Jesus was tempted by the devil and the enemy attacked him, every time he came back at the devil, he came back with, it is written. Do you know what's written? Have you spent time in God's word so that you can discern uh, right from wrong, good from evil? <clears throat> Got in a discussion with a friend this week, and again, the same person, uh, supposedly they're Christians, and they're giving him scriptures to justify abortion. And so he sent them to me, and I read the scriptures, and this woman is taking the scriptures completely out of context, twisting the scriptures. That's what the enemy does. He will twist the scriptures, and if you don't know what it says, you're going to fall into a deception. Take up your, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then it goes on to say, and to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Folks, it's not just about you. But it's about the people that God has put around you. It's about the family of God. Yes, spend time in prayer. Pray in the spirit, but also pray for your brothers and your sisters and also pray for, for the people that God is wanting to bring into the kingdom. Folks, if we want God's force to be with us, we need to be willing to do those three things, to dump the junk, unlearn what we have learned. Stop being wishy-washy. Do or do not. Make a commitment. Let your yes be yes or your no be no. And lastly, understand that our strength comes from the power of the Holy Spirit and his word. In other words, his word tells us we need to armor up. There's a battle going on. Wake up and get in the battle. We are in a battle and God, and God wants to help us all. Uh, 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 but we have to get to that place where we surrender to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords. When we acknowledge that, yes, um, we are his disciple, we are his Padawans, and he has our best interest at heart and in mind. Listen, if you're feeling under attack, 
there's some good news for you. God has the ability to take whatever attack is coming your way and flip the script, causing all things to work together for the good of those who love him. Anybody love him today? Anyone not ashamed to say, I love you, Jesus. Say it out loud. I love you, Jesus. Thank you that you're working things out in my life. Now listen to the ultimate flip script that happened in the scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7, and it speaks to what Christ did for every single one of us on the cross. He says, no, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began, but the rulers of this world have not understood it. Listen, if they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. If they knew that what they were doing was going to ultimately end up with the greatest victory for all of us, the enemy would not have let that happen. Goes on to say that this is what the scriptures mean when they say no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Again, I ask, do you love him? Do you love him? Then come to him and surrender your life to him. The greatest flipped script was when the enemy thought he got God through his son on the cross. And finally he says, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. But that was the greatest victory that God had purchased for all of mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Come on, friends. If you want the force of God's protection in your life, it starts with surrendering your life to him. And if you've not yet done that, it'll be my privilege and my honor to lead you in a prayer of commitment to him. Let's everybody bow our heads and close our eyes and say something like this. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you today and I acknowledge my need for a Savior. Today, I surrender all to you. Forgive me for the sins that are in my life. Forgive me for my wishy-washy thinking and my attitudes and for doing things that are not pleasing to you. Father, identify those things in me that are not pleasing to you. And as he does right now, right where you're at, confess them. Call them what they are. Call them sin. Repent. Ask him to forgive you for whatever behavior that you have taken on that does not glorify him. Forgive me, Jesus. You said, if, you, if I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I believe and I receive, I confess, and I surrender my life to you. Come into my life, come into my heart. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Amen. Thank you so very much for listening to this message. We hope you were truly blessed. If you were, please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and share it with a friend. Doing so will cause the seeds of God's word and the message of his love to spread like wildfire. So thanks again for partnering with us in this important way. Stay thirsty for Christ, my friends, until the whole world hears. God bless.